You're a nigga though. I like your style, son. Thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast, a weekly podcast where we discuss topics from music, politics, relationships, to issues that affect our black community. A very entertaining podcast. You won't be disappointed. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast. A podcast where the discussion will rock your soul. It's uncensored and no topic is off limits. Subject matters may be provocative and just downright offensive, but shit, at the end of the day, hey, we're just going to tell it like it is. Listen to the nip as I run this marathon, giving gain to the youth I'm trying to save our sons. Standing ten toes down, I never sell my soul. How much a dollar costs, you should invest in gold. This our moment of clarity, this is our vision, yeah. Take your blindfolds off so you can see clear. <laughs> yeah, family, what's good? Family, did you hear me? Listening to Nip, that's a runner's marathon. Giving game to the youth, I'm trying to save our sons. <laughs> hey, you know what time it is. You tapped into one of the dopest podcasts out. I'm your host, Slick P, a.k.a. Mr. Sofa Thoughts, and this is episode 28. How's everyone doing? When I ask that, I always wonder, do y'all respond back like, I'm doing good, Slick, or everything, everything. <laughs> because I'm really interested in knowing how my family is doing. It's not one of those things people say like, just to be saying, like, if you haven't seen someone in a while and you really don't want to speak, but y'all end up catching eye contact, most people were faking and smiling and say, hey, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. Knowing good and well, they really don't care how they doing or what they been up to. It sounds good. And it sounds mean, but I've seen it happen on many occasions. Or you might have someone that's a street hustler. Someone come up and cop something from them. And for that person leave, the dealer uses that them up and say, boy, be safe out there. Some might actually mean it and care, but for the majority, it's just something to say, a kind of formality. With that being said, I really do hope that everyone is doing well and still staying safe and protecting yourself. The pandemic is still going on, but people are now starting to get back to living, trying to adjust to the new normal. Back in the 90s, when someone mentioned the year 2020, man, we thought about the Jetsons. We thought 2020 would be futuristic, flying cars, orbiting buildings, artificial intelligence, talking robots. But here we are. Wearing masks, standing six feet apart, and sanitizer is a necessity. Man, somebody hit the wrong button on the time machine. 
But I am thankful for still being able to wake up in good health and still to be able to enjoy family and friends. So I can't, we can't really complain. We're just a few months away from election time. I hope everyone that registered to vote have updated any information if there has been a change since the last time you voted. I hope that everyone knows where your voting site is at and also know the rules of going voting in your city. They are always changing things to make it more difficult for people of color to exercise their voting rights. I said on here before that we have to vote in solidarity, but also you must vote according to what's best for you. Research these candidates. Look to see what they are promoting and what they are offering. Don't vote just Democrat or Republican just because you were raised to vote that way. Or you just want Trump out of office. The person you vote for just to get Trump out of office might be even worse than Trump. Don't get distracted by antics. Hence, Kanye. I'm going to insert my saying here. Don't be stupid. <laughs> Derrick Grace made a very valid point on his Instagram page. We get worked up about what Trump says and how he does things. The point is, he's very unapologetic and that rolls a lot of people the wrong way. Derrick Grace said, Trump embodies what you're supposed to do for your people when in a position of power. He simply does what our favorite entertainer said they would do if they could. Like, lie to judges, bail out their dogs, get money while evading taxes. To me, that's gangster. How many of y'all went and tried to put your people in a better position or look out for them if given that opportunity? Trump learned the game and he is playing it well. He is empowering his community which is white America. Marcus Garvey once went to Atlanta to have a sit down with the head of the Ku Klux Klan, who was Eric Young Clark at the time. He had the meeting so he could better understand the intentions of the Klan. After the meeting, Marcus Garvey wrote a speech explaining his meeting with the Imperial Wizard. Marcus Garvey said the Ku Klux Klan was the invisible government of the United States the Klan was a racial organization standing up in the interests of white folks, exclusive of the interests of others. They wanted to keep America a white country, basically. He said their ideas and principles represented 95% of white America. Marcus Garvey said, you cannot blame any group of men, whether they are Chinese, Japanese, Anglo-Saxon, Frenchmen, or whatever, for standing up for their interests or for organizing Ain't that interest. And that was something he wanted for the black community as well. See, our people get in that position and we forget all about the community. They don't make moves to empower us. I can't say Obama did absolute nothing for the black community, but there's no question that he could have done more. And I didn't say all that about Trump to excuse his actions or saying I support him. I just want to challenge y'all to view things in a different light. Don't be so sure about something without fully seeing it from all angles. 
but there will be more than just a presidential race on the ballots. So make sure you're doing yourself due diligence on everybody before going to the polls. Lately, I've been really focusing on creating passive income and just reading up on different business books. One book I recently read was The Millionaire Next Door. This book basically breaks down the mindset of millionaires and their habits. In the book, the author mentions that most millionaires are frugal. They don't like spending a lot of money on liabilities, such as cars, houses, clothes, and other material things that the average person may indulge in. Most people who earn a large sum of money annually are not wealthy. And they're not wealthy because they live a high-consumption lifestyle. Meaning, yes, they make a good amount of money, but they're spending it rather than saving and investing. They got to have the big expensive houses, the up-to-date luxury cars, the designer clothes, the expensive jewelry, taking exotic vacations, just thumbing through a check, thumb through a check, thumb, thumbing through a check. Out of all the millionaires the authors interviewed for this book, 81% of the millionaires bought their cars outright, not leasing or financing. 23.5% did not own a new vehicle and haven't bought one in the last four years. The majority never paid more than $24,000 ever for a car. They usually look for cars three years after the mate because they believe that's when you can find the best value for a car. And they never buy a house that's twice the amount of the income. Now, reading this book got me thinking about some bad choices I made and made me look for ways to correct those choices. I just purchased a $50,000 truck in the last year. Now I want to sell it and buy me a get around. Something I can pay cash money for right now. And it's not that I can't afford it, but I would like to create a stream of income that would pay for it instead of me having to work to pay for it. The money I'm spending to keep this vehicle, I can use to invest more or try to knock out other bills quicker. It's all about mindset. I hear business gurus all the time say that you're not broke because you don't have any money. You're broke because of your mindset. I want to do everything I can to set myself up for wealth. Sacrifices come along with that. Even when purchasing a home, many people try to go get the biggest house or their dream house before they acquire wealth. And there's nothing wrong with wanting a big house, but why spend the rest of your life working trying to pay off a house when you can get a nice comfortable house within your means and then get your dream house after you have obtained your wealth. You stressing trying to make payments. Meanwhile, the person next door relaxing and enjoying life. Y'all had the same type of house, same cost, but the difference is you bought your house before getting wealthy and they bought theirs after they became wealthy. Again, it's mindset. I see too many of us caught up in material things. 
things that hold no value after you buy it. People spend so much energy on trying to look wealthy rather than taking the necessary steps to become wealthy. They want to fake it until they make it. They spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on shoes and clothing, another couple of bands on jewelry. Meanwhile, their bank account is overdrawn, bills are behind, car has no gas. But but look, from the outside looking in, oh, they looking like a brick. <laughs> they looking like they may have some money. I'm not saying that everybody that does this is broke or not wealthy, but this is accurate for a good percentage of people. What future saying? Dress it up and make it real funny. Dress it up and make it real funny. They are dressing failure up to make it look good. People get mad when you say something about their bad spending habits too. They become very defensive. Instead of opening their minds to another way of thinking, they rather come back and attack you for trying to help them. Somebody make it make sense. They'll call you a hater. Say that you mad cause you can't do what they are doing. Or I wish people mind their business and let folks spend their money how they want to spend their money. Oh, they love that line. That's their favorite line right there. See, they got things, I ain't going to say effed up. They got it confused. I want to say effed up though, but I'm going to say confused. Nobody is trying to tell you how to spend your money. They are trying to show you a better way to manage your money so you can have more money in the future. So you won't have to slave your whole life working for somebody else. I don't know who said ignorance is bliss, but they lied. Ignorance is poverty. Ignorance is devastation. Ignorance is tragedy. And ignorance is illness. If someone is trying to show you a better way, whether you agree with it or not, at least listen with an open mind. You shouldn't reject something you know nothing about. The definition of wealth in the dictionary is an abundance of valuable possessions or money. The definition they gave in this book is wealth is being able to provide or sustain you and your family lifestyle for at least 10 years without earning any money. So if you're spending every dollar living a high consumption lifestyle, then how can you build wealth? You can't. So that's why someone making less money and living below their means could become wealthy versus a person making a lot of money and living above or just at that means. Today's topic, I want to talk about investing in yourself, walking in your purpose, and waiting for your moment. This has been something I've been discussing recently, and it seems like everything I read, everything I listen to, and the conversations I've been having, 
all resorts back to these topics. Sometimes we wait for others to see our vision or to invest in us and we miss our opportunities. Or we have plan B's just in case our plan A's don't work out. And usually we end up doing our secondary plans because we wasn't completely locked in to our primary plans. You got that plan B in your back of your mind. So when things get tough or you hit a snag with your primary plan, you give up on it because you know you have a plan B waiting. That's why it's important to eliminate those backup plans so you can fully focus on what it is you really want to do. That's a story about a man named Hernan Cortez, who was a Spanish conquistador. In 1519, him and his crew set sail to the New World in hopes of conquering new land. Once the crew made landfall, Cortez ordered his troops to burn their ships. The message he was sending was, there is no turning back. There isn't any exit plan for us. So, if you want to live and build a new life, then we must fight and succeed. And if we don't, we fail and we die. Like I said, when you had that just-in-case plan in the back of your mind, you don't fully go hard towards your goal. So two years later, after burning those ships, Cortez and his men conquered the Aztec Empire. So we not only have to invest in ourselves, but we must also believe in ourselves that we can achieve anything we put our mind and energy towards. But believing in ourselves and investing in ourselves comes after finding purpose. We must first figure out why we are here. What is your purpose in life? Nobody can tell you that but the creator. So it's up to you to find your purpose. Stolito has a song called Manifest Destiny. And at the beginning of the song, he has an excerpt from the movie Along Came a Spider with Morgan Freeman and Monica Potter. Morgan Freeman says, you do what you are. And Monica replies, you mean you are what you do? Morgan Freeman says, no, I mean you do what you are. You're born with a gift. If not that, then you get good at something along the way. And what you're good at, you don't take for granted. You don't betray it. Monica asks, what if you do? Betray your gift. Morgan tells him, did you betray yourself? And when I heard that, it gave me chills because it aligned with everything I've been discussing. We all have a gift to be used for our purpose in life. The problem is figuring out that purpose. And we often get what we want to do or what we like to do confused with what our purpose is. We wonder why we are not prosperous and receiving blessings when we embark on certain paths and that's because you're not walking in your purpose. And sometimes we figure out our purpose but we choose the wrong path in fulfilling that purpose. You might be a good speaker, good with words, you can, you can command a large crowd of people. So you think your purpose is to use your voice to spread the word to the people. So you become a rapper. And you realize that it's not working for you. 
you're not prospering. You don't have a hit. You're not signed. And you barely got a fan base. So you start to doubt yourself. But your purpose is to use your voice to spread the word. Just not that way. You then later realize you have a calling to be a preacher. You act on this calling and now you're being blessed beyond measure. See, our path to fulfilling our purpose may change, but our purpose will always remain the same. In this case, the rapper added on his calling as a preacher. He embraced his purpose, but some people may be scared and run from that purpose. You cannot be scared to walk in your purpose. You were given a gift to be used for that purpose. So like Morgan Freeman said in the movie, if you betray your gift, then you betray yourself in the giver of that gift. <laughs> Boy, I ain't podcasting, I'm preaching, nigga. <laughs> Me and my bro, we've been discussing different investment ideas recently. And during one of our conversations, we mentioned having patience and waiting on our moment. You see, oftentimes we want things to happen right now. We don't want to go through the process of achieving something. We want to skip the work and go right to success. And it doesn't work like that. I told y'all how everything been tying in with each other, right? Well, this week, the same friend sent me a video by T.D. Jates. And the title of the video was called Stay on Track. And I posted this on um, Snapchat. And in the video, TDJ talks about waiting and receiving blessings when we were ready to receive them. He says a blessing given too soon is not a blessing at all. And he gave a scenario. If he was to give his son a car now, then it would be a blessing to him. But he was to give that same car to his son at five, then it wouldn't be a blessing because he wouldn't be ready to handle it. He wouldn't be ready to receive it. And a lot of times we think we are supposed to be blessed because somebody else has received a blessing. Or we think we have to put, we have put in enough work. So it's our time to be blessed now. And we get discouraged when that blessing don't come. But how often do you stop and ask yourself, am I really ready for what I'm asking for? Will I be able to handle the blessing once I have received it? And usually the answer is no. If we're honest with ourselves, there is work we still need to do before receiving that blessing. T.D. Jakes also talks about ordering my steps in the video. He said, God doesn't prepare the blessings for you. He prepares you for the blessing because the blessing is already prepared. So, order my steps is just saying, it's a process you have to go through to receive such blessings. You cannot skip the process. You cannot skip putting in the work. You cannot go from A to Z. You cannot pass go and collect $200. You have to go through the steps. And once you have went through the process and did everything you were supposed to do, then you'll be overflowed with blessings because now you are prepared to receive them. It's like someone waiting to be rich or have a lot of money, but they have bad money managing skills. If you cannot manage the little money you do have, 
What are you going to do with more money? Work on your money managing skills, then maybe more money will be in your future. We have to stop thinking we don't have to work on ourselves or improve something in our life and expect success. Whether or not you believe in Christianity or in the Bible, there are many gems, concepts that can help improve our life in the Bible. You just have to understand it. I grew up going to church, but never fully understood the phrase, order my steps until this video. TDJs break it down in a way that I could apply it to my life. The message I got from it and the one I'm giving y'all is, you cannot skip the process. You cannot skip steps and think you're going to be blessed. Before ending this segment, I want to say is, trust the process. There will be times where you have all this knowledge and information, but you don't know how to apply what you have learned in an effective way. And that's okay. Even though you might not know how to use your knowledge today, there will come a time where things will connect for you and you will be able to apply what you have learned. Don't drown yourself in doubt. Have patience and wait on your moment. I know someone might say, okay, Slick giving out gems, but he don't have us or he don't have that insinuating that the game I'm giving is not valid or something. I told y'all from the first episode that we're going to learn together. I don't want to be that person who keeps valuable information to themselves and then become successful and then charge you for the information. So everything I'm giving is something I just learned as well. I'm growing with y'all. When I get to the top, I want to be able to look to my left, look to my right, and see all y'all standing right there with me. It's good to have mentors and people who actually have applied certain principles and seen success. But you also can get gems from a bomb off the streets. Knowledge comes in all shapes and forms. See, people like to discredit others because they don't want to put in the work themselves. But when they see you flourishing, they be the main ones with their hands out like you owe them something. Nah, G. You wasn't with me shooting in the gym. You can't skip the process. It's the beginning of the month, which means it's time for the book of the month. The book for the month of August is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. This book was a really great read. It's one of those self-help books that's more of a life coach than a book. It's not something you can read and just put back on the shelf. It's a book you should read often to help with your day-to-day -day life. This book is highly recommended for people pursuing leadership roles or if you just want to find a better way to connect with others. The second principle discussed in this book are be proactive. Begin with the end in mind. Put first things first. 
Think win-win. Seek first to understand. Synergize. And the last principle was sharpen the saw. All these principles are things we can apply immediately to our lives. Again, it was a great book and I hope you get a chance to add it to your home library. Another episode, which means another album of the week. The album for this week comes from Currency. His latest project, The Art Runners, is the album of the week. Currency teamed up with producer Harold Fraud for this album. These two have very good chemistry and it shows through this album. Very cohesive with a laid back and chill vibe. It's definitely an album for a good smoking session. If you're familiar with Currency Music, then you already know the vibes. One of the best projects I've heard all year. He has features from Wiz Khalifa, Rick Ross, Conway the Machine, and Jim Jones. Not a very long project. It has nine songs with a runtime of 25 minutes. A very good album. Check it out. It's time to wrap things up. I have enjoyed being back on the mic and chopping up with my family. I hope everyone enjoyed this much overdue episode. <laughs> Thank you for taking time out your day to listen once again. Make sure you continue to download and share these episodes. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Soul for Thoughts Podcast. Hit me up. But until next time, keep those thoughts soulful. Love.